solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum bum ba bum 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 bum. Welcome to another special episode of Potter Watch. Whoop whoop. I'm Molly. And I'm McGonagall. And this is Potter Watch. I feel like I should be McGonagall. You should be, but I just like. Um, you just went with it? Yeah, sorry. And I'm Tonks. <laughs> I feel like, did we discuss this already on the podcast? I don't know. That's the character I feel like is most like me in the oh, Harry Potter yeah. series. I think we have. Probably. Um, okay, so like we said, this is a special episode. We're going to take a break from our, um, what is it? A pre, uh, our regularly scheduled, scheduled program to bring you this special episode of Potter Watch. Yeah, and usually in special episodes we have a guest, but our guest bailed, so it's us, and you love us. That's why you're here, right? We don't even have Griffin sitting in the corner quietly. Yeah, it's who's, just who's gonna check? <laughs> Where is our Griffy series? This is a fiction podcast. <laughs> um, so the episode today is going to be fan theories, but specific to Goblet of Fire. So. Except for... Um, okay. Oh, no, sorry, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. I was just going to quickly say, like, I know we did a fan theories episode previously, um, myself and Serafina, um, friend of the show, but this is going to be new fan theories, and it's going to be mostly specific to Goblet of Fire, like, we will we'll definitely end up talking about other stuff, but it is Goblet of Fire-centric. Um, so how it's going to work is Molly is going to tell me the fan theory, and I haven't read any of them at all, so this will be, like, the first... Yeah, I mean, you might have heard of some of them, but... Right, but, like, I, you haven't shown them right. to me. And then, I did my little homework, too. <clears throat> so the boy that I nanny for, as you know, is obsessed with Harry Potter. But he's only read the first book and seen the first movie. So I asked him interviews today. I did a little interview with him, and he has written, basically, a short synopsis of every book that he hasn't read yet. And it's a treat, guys. You're this gonna is going to be it. amazing. I have no idea what he's going to say. He has even predicted who our favorite characters will marry at the end. Oh my gosh. I wouldn't get... It's not as sweet as... Um, it's not as sweet as you would think. <laughs> I thought it was going to be cute, too. Alas... Um, the rest of it's very cute. <laughs> okay, so we'll start with fan theories, and then we'll do um, Andrew's predictions. Mm -hmm. So, these are not in any particular order. <clears throat> Alright, I even printed it out. I'm, like, super official. Um, so, the first one is Nagini is Voldemort's wife. Okay. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, so, well, I'm going to read a little paragraph from where I found this, um, which I think was, like, one of those articles, like, craziest fan theories. Uh, okay, so, well, we know that it isn't true. After Harry Potter and Chris Charles, we found out that Voldemort and Bellatrix had a child named Delphi, blah, blah, blah. Um, then they were like, maybe it's a weird bestiality theory, or maybe she, they think she's an animagus. Which, okay, sure, but then why would we never see her true form? What's the point? Um, they, they, were, they were kind of, like, just critiquing this theory. 
Um, why can't animals just be animals? Um, <laughs> I feel like they seem very upset, like, about this theory. Well, let's talk about it, and I'm going to look up where they actually got this from while we talk about it. Um, so... Yeah, I think they make a very solid point by, like, why wouldn't we ever see her in her human form? However, my personal fan theory that Mrs. Norris is Filch's wife. Yeah, and he ducked up there. Yeah, he, like, he messed up, like, a spell. I think that's why that one works, but, like, I think Voldemort would never mess up that spell unless he cursed his wife to be Nagini because... He wasn't pleasing. She wasn't pleasing to him. But, like, this also goes along with the whole thing of, I don't really buy Cursed Child's, like, Bellatrix and Voldemort had a love child. Yeah. Because I don't believe Voldemort, like, he's, like, the most asexual, aromantic character. Like, I just don't think he has that <laughs> capacity. So, what I'm reading is it, like, the person who said it was, it was, like, this is kind of just a half-form thought, but there are a couple different options, that she is an animagus and just, like, kind of prefers animagus form or um, is stuck in animagus form. Um, and then, or she's a human but was, like, transformed or cursed into being a snake. Um, and Voldemort, like, loves her, because, especially because she's a snake. They said adorable. Yikes. Yikes. What if he just, new theory, kind of gross, what if he just is in love with Nagini, but she has always been a snake? Well, that's kind of the third option, is that Voldemort fell in love while his spirit was possessing a snake, and the two hit it off. (laughs) Even after he became human, he kept her around. Creepy, but oddly touchy. (laughs) Everyone needs some love after all, right? I do feel like it's more believable that he's in love with a snake than he is with Bella. Agree. Agree, uh, 100%. And then 100%. she says, or he says, Bellatrix is probably so jealous. But, fair. Like, I just don't think, I think, yeah, Boldy probably is in love with Nagini. Like, he protects that snake above all else, mostly because she has a piece of his soul inside of her. But, like, d- taking that away. <laughs> um... So that's just like some small potatoes. Some small potatoes? Is that For, a phrase? Yeah. That's cool. It's small potatoes. Like it's not a big deal. Like a small potatoes um, fan theory. Um, so the next one is specific to Harry and Ron predict the Triwizard Tournament, but they also, this is like a general fan theory that like they're. And I, we're going to talk about this when it comes to it in the chapter, but their predictions in Trelawney's class, like, pretty much all come true. Yeah. Um, like, they're horrible things. So this one is um, that what happens in the Tried Tournament follows exactly what Harry and Ron make up as their homework, um, but I'm going to look up, like, the actual Tumblr thing. Um, in the first task, there's, like, a danger of burns from the dragon and lose a treasured possession. So, that's, like, Ron in the second task. Yeah. God bless. That's my favorite part of the second task, is that Ron is Harry's most valued possession. I know. It's so sweet. 
And then the final, like, the third task is some... Harry is stabbed in the back, so, like, by Mad-Eye Moody slash Barty Crouch. Mm-hmm. Oh, and coming off worse in a fight duel with Voldemort. Yikes. Yikes. Although, I feel like he... He comes out on top. Yeah. But it is, like, a cool little foreshadowing that, um, they do. And I don't... I'm assuming it's on purpose. It has to be on purpose. For J.K. Rowling, I mean. Yeah. Like, those weren't accidental. No, 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 no. It's definitely on purpose. I don't know if that's much, as much of a fan theory as just, like, textual analysis. Yeah, like an observation. Yeah. Um, sorry, these haven't been very good discussion ones. The ones at the end, I think, are going to be good. But I'm excited. So this one you've probably heard of before. <clears throat> J.K. Rowling is actually Rita Skeeter. Have you heard this one? No. Um, the theory is so far-fetched. It could be true. Um, mainly because fans just want it to be true, um, that she's really Rita Skeeter and she's just reporting on the happenings of the Wizarding World and pretending like it's a fictional story. Um, and then they said, they made a joke about her straightening her hair a lot. Oh, J.K. Rowling? Yeah. Yeah. I refuse to believe this for multiple reasons. One, if there was a Wizarding World, I would be there. Two... There is no two. That's the most important reason. And if you have uh, to fight me about it, go ahead. But if you tell me that there is one and that I'm not there, I will cry. So be prepared for that. But I do love that theory in general as a theory. I think it's really cute. So, like, that she's Rita Skeeter and, like, we see Rita Skeeter in the real world as, like, somebody reading, like, this fictitious book yeah. of Harry Potter. I just had to wrap my head around that a little bit. That's really cool. I've thought about that, though, sort of, like, in meta, in meta world, you know? Like, how did she know all of this stuff? How did she come up with something so magical? They would never let that book be published to the Muggles. Right, exactly. That's how you know it's not. So that's a fun one, although she doesn't write herself very well if it's true. Not good. Not a well, good look for you. Well, you know, Jason Robert Brown doesn't write himself very well in the last five years. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> um, uh, I, I think it's... Um, he makes himself very sympathetic, though. Kind of. Nobody... Like, a lot of people, unless they have watched it multiple times, are, like, nobody really comes out of the last five years being like, I'm Team Jamie. Not Team Jamie, but it's like, they're kind of like, okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I agree. It certainly wasn't like she wrote it. <laughs> yes, that's fair. Um, sorry, what were you saying? Nothing, I lost it. I lost it even as I was saying it. Okay. Now this one, maybe we'll be able to debate a little bit. Snape is a vampire. Now, I don't... This is so funny, but continue. I don't know very much about vampires, especially, like, in this world. I know a lot about vampires. Not in this world. But not in the Harry yeah, Potter universe. That's what I mean. But, in the like, Harry Potter I know a lot about vampires. I mean, I'll just say this. I've never seen Snape with garlic before. True, but what if garlic isn't, like, really a thing for vampires in this universe? Yeah, I don't think it is. J.K. Rowling would never do that. She'd be like, that's something that people, that muggle, yeah. that's a muggle That's a thing. muggle thing that they got wrong. Um, so it's 
because of a comment made in the Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, that the next offense against the darker teacher would be a vampire. I think one of the twins say that. Okay. They're like, what's next? A vampire? Dun, 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 dun. The worst part about this theory is probably how adamantly people fight for it. Um, I've never seen this. I don't read a lot of Snape fan fiction, though. But I've never come across this. That's so interesting. I want to see where, like, it came from. Like, if there's any textual reason for it. I did read a fanfic where Snape was a werewolf the other day. There's a Draco thing about that. It's for another book. Or another, another day. Another day, another destiny. This never-ending road to Calvary. Oh, well, apparently J.K. Rowell dismisses Severus Snape as a vampire. Wow, we've got a confirmation. Snape, not a vampire. We were all on the edge of our seat. We were all on the edge of our coffins, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Most of it, I think, is just based off his palette appearance and fondness for black. Um... There's this other podcast I've been listening to, and they go on, like, a rant because they're reading a fan fiction with Snape in it, and they're like, why is he so obsessed with, um, Hermione's neck? Is he a vampire? Like, they theorize that he's a vampire for, like, eight episodes. (laughs) That's why I was laughing so hard at the beginning. I was like, well. Oh, and they do describe him as bat-like a lot. Yeah, that's true. And his cloak is very vamp. He he like dresses like a vampire, yeah. like a an old fashioned vampire. We're not talking about those Edward Cullen theories. Why is no one theorizing that Cedric is a vampire? Give me that crossover fic action. Oh, I was like, why? I totally didn't know what you were referring to. Rob Pat. Of course, of course. They're so different in my head. Well, yeah. So that actually. I think, has some valid, some validity to it. Yeah. Because Harry constantly describes him to be that like He spends his uh, days in, in a wet dungeon. Yikes. And, like, definitely has some, like, skin issues, like how pale yeah. he is. How, do we see him in the sunlight? Yeah, he came to rescue Harry at the Quidditch match. Oh, right, 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 right. Maybe? Okay, so in Vampire Diaries, there are these... I'm so sorry I watched this. I'm sorry, is this where you get your I'm an expert in vampires? Is because of that? Um, because of Vampire Diaries? Because of Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Because of... Um... Did you watch that funny, like, Australian, like, mockumentary about vampires? I'm so sorry, I can't remember the name of it, but it's yeah. so oh, funny. Uh, ball, what they, uh, what happens in the show. Uh, yeah, yes, yes, I, I yes, I watched that. That was so it's funny. It's a good, it's a really good movie. Um, what's the other ones I've seen? Uh, um, what did I say? I, oh, Twilight. Not, you know, saying it's great, but have watched. I can't, I keep forgetting that they're vampires for some reason. The Twilight I, characters? I don't know. Um, like, you keep saying it, I'm like, oh, yeah, they were. <laughs> it's just weird. And I've read some vampire books other than Twilight. Okay, you've, and you've Dra- established your expertise. And Dracula. But, like, the main one is Vampire Diaries. No, it's not the main one. It's just the one that I'm watching right now because I made a deal with my friend. Shout out, Jessa. Um, and I 
Um, like, back when Vampire's Diaries first came out, I watched, like, the first three episodes, and I was like, eh, don't need to watch anymore, I'm over it, didn't like it. And my friend Jessa loves this show, and then I love Gossip Girl, I think it's a great guilty pleasure, it's hilarious. So, um, and she watched, like, the first season of Gossip Girl and was like, eh, not feeling it. And so we made a deal that if I finished Vampire Diaries, she would finish Gossip Girl. So that's why I'm watching Vampire Diaries right now, and that's why it's so, like, fresh in my head. But anyway, in Vampire Diaries, they have this ring that um, a witch puts a spell on it, and when they have the ring on, they can walk outside in the sunlight. Ah, uh, so he must have a ring. Yeah, I think Snape has, like, a, a ring. Or at least maybe that's what his cloak is protecting him against. Mm, maybe. Or maybe he's... Maybe his ring is his cloak, and his hair shields some of the sun. Yikes. That's why it's so greasy. It's so greasy and gross. It, it has reflects. a spell on it. But interesting enough, it's a witch that has to do the spell on the ring. So Snape could just do his own ring. Yeah. Or his like own spell, sorry. Or something, yeah. Yeah, or like drink a potion. Maybe he has a potion, like he can drink like Wolfsbane. Yeah. Because he doesn't have to have very much, and it is Scotland, so there's like hardly any sun. <laughs> It's true. Do uh, you... Th oh, sorry. Go ahead. <clears throat> no, go ahead. Do you think he would be, like, an Edward Cullen vampire where he, like, doesn't drink human blood? He only drinks animal blood? Yeah. Yeah, me too. That just... Not that I feel like he's, like, morally superior in that way. I just feel like he's sort of frail. <laughs> and I he feel seems like, like he's not <laughs> nourished properly. I feel like he hates it about himself, but he does care for other people. And yes. he, like, doesn't want to, but he does. I also think he doesn't want to be found out. It seems private yeah. to him. And maybe that was, like, a condition of him working at Hogwarts. Like, that was, like, Dumbledore's condition. Yeah. But, um, so I did find some more, um, text-based okay. um, evidence for this. This is fun. Okay. So... In the third book, a lot of this is based off of the chapter name. So there's a chapter called Snape's Grudge. And in that chapter, they mention that um, they have to do a vampire essay for Lupin. So in the Snape chapter, vampire mentioned, great, mm -hmm. on it. Um, and then, yeah, D it's Dean and Seamus that say maybe a vampire next. Um Oh, and then, oh, so there's this whole thing about Quirrell. So remember how Quirrell's turban smelled like garlic. garlic. And he's obviously terrified of Snape. And he's terrified, Quirrell is terrified of vampires, or at least that's supposed to be the... Yeah, allegedly. Yeah. But really, it's Snape that he's terrified of. Mm. And he's like... Um, when he goes to, when Harry sees him in the Leaky Cauldron, he's like, I'm going to pick up a book on vampires myself. Hmm. Hmm. Just saying. He knows that he's going to be there with, um, Snape. Um, but they definitely mention the garlic a lot. Um, yeah. That's mentioned, like, twice. I really wish we got more vampires in the Harry Potter universe. Like, they I do mention know. that one. Like, yeah, but they don't really tell Slughorn. how they work. The one at Slughorn's party. Oh, yeah. But it's still really brief. Yeah. He's just kind of scary. Uh, 
Oh, and in this one, they say the comment about stamping out vampires. That's what Percy was, like, saying. I don't know. Just another vampire mention. I don't trust Percy. <laughs> well, he's saying that they, we should be focused on cauldron bottoms, and Rita Skeeter was like, we should be stamping out vampires. Remember that? Yes. No, I remember it. I just don't know. <laughs> How it connects. Yes. Yeah, not quite. And then there's just, like, a lot of bat references. But the garlic thing is very interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Okay. We'll move on. Unless there's more thoughts on Snape. And his vampirism. Um. No, I think... <gasps> and he can fly. He's one of the only wizards yeah, that can fly. Yeah, him and Valdi. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a very solid theory. Ooh, I just read this next one. I haven't even read it. But um, mm-hmm. Voldemort's do, like his hair do or lack thereof, mm-hmm. isn't a style choice. It's so that no one can make a polyjuice potion from him. Mm. That's very That's a interesting. really interesting um, fan theory. One more thing about Snape. Sorry, oh, I yeah, had yeah, thought yeah. about it. So it's also very common for, like, vampires to be obsessed with, like, one person, you know? Like, they yeah. have, like, pick a target, and they're, like, on the hunt for them. So, like, hashtag Lily Potter. He would have totally sucked her blood. Yeah. He would have turned her so they could live together forever. I feel like if Snape didn't die, he was definitely immortal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Um... All right, Maybe so. Snape didn't die. Maybe he lives in his bat form. Somewhere else. I don't know. I don't Harry think. saw the light leave his eyes. Maybe he's just like frozen in the vampire form. He's like. Because like, does he need blood Venom? to survive as a. Because he just lost blood. Look, I don't. Yeah, I don't need to like. I don't mean to like bring up vampire diaries. <laughs> I think you do, and it's fine. <laughs> I don't mean to, but like the only way to kill a vampire and Vampire Diaries burn it. Huh, yeah, well, you have to like you can stake them, and so a stake to the heart, or you could burn them. Unless or it's both. an original, then it's like more complicated, like an original vampire. Obviously, <laughs> so it's way more complicated. So I mean, do they have like a Vatican style like? Um, Ye- Yes, except... Board of Directors? Yes, they're called Originals. There's a whole sub-series about them. I'm making such a, like, <laughs> patient but, like, obnoxious face. Right, well, I'm anyway, what that. I'm saying is, like, that a lot... If you... You can, like, mummify as a vampire, but if you got human blood again, then you would still be alive. So I'm saying maybe, like, the Venom just, like, put him in a state of paralysis, and they just assumed he was dead, and all he needed was human blood, but since he didn't tell anybody about his secret he's just sitting in a tomb somewhere that's probably for the best maybe like he's fine he's happy there i don't know if he's happy he's out there. of his misery he can't be with uh anybody anybody which is fine oh that's kind of sad well he wasn't very nice he wasn't a nice person <laughs> but <with laughs> nice people don't deserve to die <laughs> maybe snape does <laughs> um we're gonna come back to Polyjuice potion in a, Why? in a moment with a different fan theory, but I was gonna maybe save that one for last. Oh, okay. Okay, so this one um, is just kind of another like whatever one. This is more. These are kind of more observations. Some of these. Yeah. But so with 
Dobby, the house elf, um, they have that whole part where Dobby helps Harry with the gillyweed because Moody calls him into the staff room mm-hmm. and is like, um, the elf overheard me loudly saying to Professor McGonagall, oh, Potter should use gillyweed, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And the reason that, um, so I'll just, let me back up. So my theory Nope, nope, I'm going to back up again. Um, you told me at the Yule Ball at a house called, a house elf called Dobby to give me a Christmas present. I called the elf to the staff room to collect some robes for cleaning. And I saved a lot of conversation. Key word in there, robes. So this person's theory is that the robes that need to be cleaning were how Crouch ensured that it was Dobby that overheard the conversation because none of the other elves would collect robes because it's clothes. So it was only the free elf. Yeah, I Dobby. think I think that's more of an observation. Yeah. Like that's definitely probably true, but it's an amazing observation. Yeah. I've missed it every time. Yeah. But that is really cool. So that's how he made sure that it was Dobby without raising suspension like, hey Dobby, come down to this. Yeah. It was like, I need the free elf who can collect these robes. That's really cool. So love that. Excellent. I love that you printed these out and were in your home. <laughs> um, well, I did print them at work. Oh, okay. I thought, like, you could have just put these on your computer. They're also on my computer, but because I was at work, I was like, I'll just print them. Um, okay, so here's a good one. So I have two more. Okay. Um, Warrington instead of Diggory. I, I named it, but I didn't come up with a theory. Wait, what? Okay, so you remember Warrington from the, um, Slytherin... Quidditch team. Yes. Okay, so so there's a part that says, there's a rumor going around Warrington got up early to put his name in, Dean told Harry. That bloke bloke with the Slytherin that who looks like a sloth? Harry, who played Quidditch against Warrington, with his something head, his head in disgust, we can't have a Slytherin champion. So this whole theory is basically that if Warrington had been the champion instead of Cedric, so this is like the plot of this, but okay. it gets better. Okay. So we know it gets Warrington better like is, after high school. Got yeah. it. Um, not for Warrington. I think he's also the same guy that got his head put in the vanishing cabinet. Or no, was that Montague? Might have been Montague. Whatever. Um, so basically, if Warrington, let's say everything happened the same way, Warrington and Harry like work together like they're pals, and they were still like, it'll be a Hogwarts victory. Touch the port key. They're in the yeah. maze or um, in the graveyard. Oh, I've I've read this theory before. So good, right? So yeah. Basically, they're saying like Voldemort kills Warrington because like he'll despair. Yeah. And then Harry gets back and he's like, "They killed Warrington. Yeah. My boy, my boy. You know the whole thing. Uh huh. And so now all the Slytherins are against Voldemort yeah. because they killed one of theirs, and so they join up. With all the other houses during the fight of Hogwarts, and so life could have changed. I love this theory. Fred wouldn't have died. Wow, that was that was a leap that made me sad. <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, but I love this theory. I love it because also when I read it, um, it was like, and think about how... Um, relationships between like the Slytherins and yeah. like instead of Cedric becoming a martyr like a Slytherin would have been a martyr and people would have seen that like 
not all Slytherins are evil, and Harry could have, like, everyone would have seen Harry being such good friends with this Slytherin. Yeah, although, at this point, they don't like Harry. The whole school doesn't like Harry. Right, but I think they do, especially when he, when he starts winning. Oh, after the, yeah, yeah, they start to, well, some of them start to come Yeah, they come around to him, and I think, especially if they saw him, like, mourning the life of this Slytherin, it would have been really good for Inner House Unity. For yeah, the rest I'll, of the book. Yeah, I think it would have... I mean, I think they're right. It would have completely changed the course of history. Now, whether Harry would have, like, treated Warrington the same way he treated Cedric, where he was, like, pals with them, I don't know. But this theory is assuming that... Yeah, I think part of Harry and Cedric becoming pals does have to do with the World Cup. So maybe she would have set it up. Yeah, and I think a lot of it was on Cedric. Like, Cedric was really right. nice. and But like, I'm saying maybe Warren, if Warrington did all the same actions as Cedric, right. like if Warrington was yeah, like, Harry try the prefect. Yeah, then I think, I don't think Harry has anything against Slytherins, like. And honestly, Harry kind of had stuff against Cedric. Like, he yeah. took, took a long time for him to be like, yeah, you're cool. But um, his name is Cassius. Cassius. Cassius, yeah. Warrington's name. Um, this is for Cassius. So, um, okay. Voldemort's secret plan is the last and maybe my favorite. I'm, I'm so ready. Okay. This is the one that involves Polyjuice, correct? Yes, it involves Polyjuice. Okay. It has a little bit to do with what we were just talking about with the maze and, like, getting there. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm ready. So, I'm gonna try and explain this as best as possible. So, the reason... There's a reason why Voldemort took such special care for this plan to get Harry to the graveyard alive and well, essentially. Okay. Um, Not just because he needed his blood. It's, like, more than that. And there's a reason for the portkey being unique. Unique New York. Unique New York. Okay, so normal portkeys... You just changed... She just changed her stance. Like, she's... Or her sitting... What is the sitting version of stance? Position? Yeah. Position on the couch. <laughs> yes. I'm ready. I'm Serious. eager. This is when I texted Alex earlier today, like, oh my gosh, I have such a good, like, fan theory. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. Okay. So, normal port keys work. It's a one-way ticket. You uh-huh. take the port key uh-huh. and you get back. And then, like, that port key's dead in the water or whatever. So, this dead port key, Harry's able to take back right. to Hogwarts. Huh, why did that happen? Tell me, Molly. Because <laughs> Barney Crouch designed it that way that he would go back because Voldemort wanted him alive so that he could keep his hair, probably scalp him, whatever. He was still going to kill Harry for sure. And that way, Voldemort would go back in disguise as Harry, which is also why like, it was super secretive that Voldemort was like coming back. Yeah, He was going to go back in disguise, polyjuice up, and, like, return with Harry, as Harry, and then, like, Crouch would basically end up taking over as mm-hmm. Polyjuice Harry. Like, Voldemort was just going to do it to get himself there. Wow. And then... If you Polyjuice as someone after you're already Polyjuicing, <laughs> what happens? Well, you? I think he would have just, like... Oh, yeah. You know, transferred. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't be moody anymore. Like, right. They would have figured that out. And then, like, so he would be going around as Harry, which by this point, he knows Harry, so he can, like, mimic him pretty well. Yeah. And then he ends up killing Dumbledore as Harry and then either it would be revealed like what's happening or they would just maintain this secrecy about Harry and like let the whole wizarding world 
think that their, like, savior has turned on them and is, like, this powerful wizard, like, willing, maybe willing to take on Voldemort, but then twist, no, they're together, like, <laughs> mind blown, am my I right, mind, people? <laughs> my mind is blown. This is an incredible so theory. So, we can unpack this a little. Yeah, it needs some unpacking. So, first of all, wow. <laughs> So, I, I've always thought about this port key thing. Yeah, the port key thing, I've always just thought it was, like, a bad writing. I thought that it was the little ghost things that did it. Like, when Harry's dad is, like, get to the port key, I thought they did some, like, little magic thing. Mm. But that's what I always assumed in my head. Okay. But I don't know. See, I thought it was Moody put a spell on the port key so that it, like... It derailed him, like, in the path to get to, back to the champion, like, he put a, like, in-between place. No, it's a port key. No, I know. I think he, I thought, like, the same way, like, oh, like, you can't, like, change the Goblet of Fire, it's, like, an old magical object and can't be tampered with, like, I think he also just, like, tampered with the construction or the chemistry or whatever of the port key and it like derailed him um and so then he can hit it again and he can go back but I do think it was weird that they would make a fail safe yeah exactly like why would he need to go why would he need to go back yeah so I think that this is really interesting and it makes a better reason for why they would need to bring Harry to the graveyard because Moody could have just taken his blood like at any point during the year well I think they also want to kill him that's true, but like and isolate him from Dumbledore. Yeah, they do want to kill him. It's very bad. elaborate. <laughs> it's really I I've always thought that too like it's such an elaborate. And actually they try I think she tries to explain this like she has Wormtail say like why, you know, do we have to do this blah blah blah. And like mm-hmm. I think she tries to explain it, but it is like such an insane plan. plan. But so is like splitting your soul into seven pieces. I think like Voldemort's just like has a flair for the dramatics. Like, I just feel like if they really wanted to do this, like, they didn't have to enter into the Triwizard Tournament. Like, just turn anything that Harry's going to touch into a port key. And, like, Mm -hmm. Moody can just be like, hey, come to my office. Here, write on this piece of parchment. And then, like, like, really easily could have gotten him there using a port key. Yeah. Which I do now have questions about port keys being in and out of Hogwarts because I feel like... That's part of this whole, like, nobody can come in and out of Hogwarts. Maybe. Because otherwise then anyone could just port key in. Yeah. Maybe. Although, I'm also now, man, my mind is just It's just whirling. Keep going. Because in the fifth one, they, Dumbledore makes a port key for them to go. Dumbledore also apparates in Hogwarts, so I feel like Dumbledore magic just. he doesn't. He uses Fox. No, I'm talking about when they go to the cave. They go to Hogsmeade. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. They do, so they do use blue powder and porkies, but I think they're, like, sanctioned by the mil, or by the military, by the ministry. <laughs> military. By the yeah. ministry. So all porkies are, spo- and all fireplaces are supposed to be part of their network. Mm. So this is, like, an unsanctioned porky, yeah. I guess. I've always thought it's weird that you can flew in and out of Hogwarts, too. Like, I feel like it's just too unsafe. Like, yeah. Um, but I guess that's, like, 
the teachers are inviting the people they would like into the castle, so, and Dumbledore trusts all the teachers. Like, there's not, like, I guess... Well, no, the kids can use flu in the common room. Not safe. Yeah. I... I would use the flu to get out of Hogwarts all the time. I'd go wherever the fuck I wanted. I, yeah, I'm having a lot, there's a lot of holes because right serious, now, JK Rowling. Because Sirius, like, just flews in and nobody knows. A mass, alleged mass murder. So. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Like, can you imagine, tell me, Fred and George are fluing out using the Gryffindor. Yeah, every day to Hogsmeade, like, you don't need secret passageways, just flew. You could flu to America. <laughs> oh yeah, I just. What are you doing this weekend? Oh, I'm just like fluing to Egypt. <laughs> but I guess like there there is a risk like that Sirius is taking that somebody could be monitoring it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think it's unusual that Umbridge is monitoring the Griffin. Like I feel like the flu network is constantly being monitored by the Ministry, and Sirius is taking a huge risk by doing it, which is why it's always like in the middle of the night. And he stuff. does it like multiple times. Oh though. yeah, I all mean I'm, he's a risk taker. Yeah, now. all I'm saying is like. It's not guarded enough. Yeah, he could have just straight up come into the common room that right. way instead of attacking the fat lady. Well, I think... Oh, yeah. I think... Me, yeah. A lot of questions. A lot of questions. Because, like, Joe, does someone have to, like, receive your flute? No, because Sirius just shows up and Harry doesn't know. Joe? Joe tweeted us. Let us know. We have so... I feel like I just opened a huge can of worms with this, and I apologize. I do not apologize. Okay, so, listeners, if you're there, hit us up via social media. Oh, also, we need to do a plug in the middle of this episode. But, yes, hit us up in the middle of... just tell us what's going on in your heads right now. Yeah, because... Because I'm just... I'm, fl- I'm fluing high right now. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Good job, Molly. Uh, also, so just a quick plug while we're in the middle of these theories, or let's finish this That theory. was the last one. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, if you're listening and you're a new listener, um, we haven't had a lot of Facebook reviews in a while, and that's fine. Um, iTunes? I t- sorry. Wow. You can review us on Facebook, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Do that too, but I don't um, know. <laughs> I'm thinking of iTunes reviews. Be kind. If you do five stars and you tell us your house, then um, you get points for your house. Um, yeah, which is like soups cool. Soups cool. Soups fun. Um, but yeah, um, it takes two seconds. Also, it like does actually give us real feedback. Like we'd appreciate it if you did a five star and then give us whatever feedback you want, just because that helps us among the ratings. But if you truly feel passionately. About a different rating, go for it. Somebody did give us a one star. and I saw that. And didn't leave a comment. So we couldn't even... Like, what a coward. Coward! <laughs> well, we won't call you a coward, but please leave a comment. Please mm. please message us um, if we get, like, facts about the Harry Potter universe Which wrong. Which we definitely we do. Especially me. I'll be, like, so confident. And I'm like... Especially you. Especially me. Remember when I... <laughs> fully thought and I'm I didn't tell you this but now that I've spoken so openly about vampire diaries I can't so I think I might have gotten this whole like someone needs like a muggle needs to be in the house from vampire diaries like the first time I watched it like years ago like I'm talking my maybe like I think junior or sophomore year of high school so, 
so in Vampire Diaries, um, a vampire can't like live in a house owned by unless like that you need sort you have of, to be invited in. You have That's to be invited in. Thing. So like it's good to have a a human person living there because then they cannot they can make it so unwanted vampires can't get in. Yeah. So you want to have like. Yeah. A human in there. That's so funny, because I was trying to be so polite. And you were. Like, it's Maybe crazy. Maybe that is something. <laughs> it's crazy. And so, and then it was, I started watching Vampire Diaries, and I swore I would take it to the grave. I was like, wow, I'm not telling anybody how I mixed this up. And then, now that it's here, I just have to say, I feel like that's what happened. So, Meg. Meg, I hope you're listening. Meg, I'm so sorry. I failed you. <laughs> um, yeah, so please write us in. Especially if we're, like, overly confident, because I'll be like, no, I'm 100% sure this is how it happens, and then I re-listen to them, like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like, And Molly and I both <laughs> listen to Harry Potter podcasts, so we know how frustrating, or even any podcast. any podcast that we feel knowledgeable on, like, I think about it when I hear, like, Gilmore guys say something, and I'm like, ah, oh, I know the answer. So, um, bottom line interact with us on social meds. Yeah, we're, um, or, um, we're also thinking of getting an Instagram. Would that be easier, um, for the kids to, kids to talk to us? Hashtag send pics, right? Yeah, um, let us know if, uh, the Instagram, because I feel like nobody's really using email anymore, (laughs) so. Definitely no one uses email, but. Um, but if, like, what's the best way to contact us? Should we make, like, a Facebook group where we can have, like, an open dialogue? We're Isn't up that to- what we have? No, we, you we can do, a like, a pay, you can do, like, a group where you can mm. chat and stuff like I that. I could easily make that so, in the thing. Yeah, so please, please, please let us know what would be best for you. Yeah, we're into it. We're into talking with people about Harry Potter all the time. Yeah, most importantly, tell your friends. <laughs> yeah, we're always just trying to, like, raise the bar. Yeah. That was from another podcast I listened to, which actually, that host passed away and it was really sad, but oh he would always say, like, keep raising the bar, and I really just enjoyed that phrase a lot. Reggio say. Shout out. Okay, well, I was going to make a pun on raising the bar of Harry Potter, and now I can't, oh. because... Sorry, no, lighten the mood with your pun. Okay, but it's not good. Like, keep raising the broom, guys. Yeah, exactly. Raise that broom. Oh, keep uh, aloha-mooring that broom. No, that didn't work. Okay. I'll workshop it. <laughs> that would be like unlocking the broom. Not Alohomora. Sorry, sorry, sorry. When Guardian Leviosa okay, that broom. Okay, yes, yes. There I was like, go. I don't get that. When Guardian Leviosa that broom. So we've just like torn apart that. Just, <laughs> just really. <laughs> like it's not it even up. raising the fine. <laughs> just. Um, yeah, so anyway, great, great plug. Great idea, Alex. So Alex is going to do her part. Here comes Andrew's predictions. So just to quick refresher, Andrew has only read the first book and seen the first movie about a thousand times. This child can, like, has the whole thing memorized. And he asks me questions about it every day. So some things, some things I've clearly had an influence in. Certain characters, maybe. Certain characters. So... Even though in the first book we don't know Snape is good, 
I didn't lead him on any of these answers. I wrote down exactly what he said. However, I will say that previous influence might have been made on the characters of Sirius Black, which he hasn't even met yet, but has made it into his predictions because he knows that is my favorite character. Okay. Snape and Malfoy all um, are like... He really likes them because I really like them. And I haven't even been like, oh my god, don't you love Malfoy? But he asks me every day to rank my Harry Potter characters. And he knows that Snape and Malfoy are two of my favorites. And you have told him a couple of things that happen, right? Like, about Fred. Okay, first of all, you're making it seem like I gave this child a spoiler. No, you explained this on the podcast. Oh, right, 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 right. I just meant, like, he does know something. Yes, he knows some things, but, like, he forgot the, he yeah. or he's choosing to forget the Fred thing. Okay, good. In his in his well, okay, kind of. Well, let's just you'll hear see. Him. So first of all, we he didn't predict year one because he knows what happens in year one. Okay. So here is your year two prediction. And he knows all the names of the books, right? Like, did you say this is Chamber of Secrets? No. Oh, okay. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. He got no. Um, wow, that's ruthless. Yeah, he went in real cold. Okay, so he says yes. Voldemort's gonna come back and try to kill Harry using magic. Okay, great prediction so far. <laughs> Not a spot on. <laughs> spot on. Okay. Okay, he says the troll. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because he only has Remember, first trolls big in the book he line. He only has first year villains to go from, and he's six, so he can't really like. He's like, oh yeah, that's good to put in how old. Yeah, he is. sorry, he's six. So, he said, the troll is trying to steal the stone. Oh, again? Yes. Okay. But the troll is trying to steal the stone. I also don't think he knows, like, the intelligence of a troll. Yeah, but I think he's really, what he's really honing in on is that the trolls are clearly on Voldemort's side in the Great War. Right, wait, wait. Yeah. So, Dumbledore was saving it to destroy it, but... The troll found it first. Honestly, valid. I would believe that Dumbledore would do that. Well, he explains why uh, Dumbledore had to save it later. That okay. happens in year three. Oh, wow. He's really planned it out. Yeah, he did a little uh, George R. R. Martin in which half of the characters are in year two and the other half are in year three. I would love to have him just, like, write a book about, like, what happened. Oh, he, he was, this is his book. He had me read it to him multiple times after he was done. He's very proud of it. So, um, so he, um, he, as in the troll, was stealing it for himself and Snape. The troll was stealing the stone Mm. for himself and Snape. Valid. Snape's not bad, but the troll thinks he's bad. Yes! (laughs) Right. Oh, he gets a lot of really good Snape predictions, okay? Really good. I and mean, I have not told him Honestly, anything. if you take the first book on face value with Snape, that checks out because it's like, you think he's bad, but he's really good. And it's like, you end that first book being like, Snape is a really good guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm with him. And that's kind of how the whole book, the series ends. There's just some shit in between. Wait for this. This is the biggest prediction. Like, this might be the prediction he gets the most correct. Okay, I'm ready. Are you ready? Okay. Snape wants to be alive forever because he thinks Voldemort will try to kill him because he needs to get secrets 
from Voldemort to give to Dumbledore. Whoa. Oh my word. I also, just... I think he touched on the vampire aspect too. <laughs> like, Andrew. Andrew. Okay, look. I was shook. I was like, it took so much for me not to spoil when he got things Aww. close. Wow. But so good, right? This is so great. Okay. Are we ready to move on to year three? Yes. Okay. Wow, that's a that's a lot happening in year two. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we, we get no mention of Harry, Ron, and Hermione. <laughs> hmm. Harry, Ron, and Hermione shows up in year three. <laughs> good, good. Okay. They're chilling. Yeah, so year three is all about Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Good. Okay. They, as in Harry, Ron, and Hermione, are trying to get past Fluffy. <laughs> okay. okay. He's guarding millions of monies. Yes. The trio wants to be rich so they can give it to Dumbledore so he can buy the device to destroy the stone. Aww. Right. Okay, so he needs to buy So he needs to buy the device. That is really smart. Right. When I asked him to elaborate on what this device may be, he says there's a spell. But you have to buy it. But you have to buy it. It's like Hogwarts mystery. I didn't want to, like, push because then I felt like I was leading yeah. for answers. So I was like, you know what? There's a spell. And you have to buy it. Okay. So, um, here is fourth year. Oh, wow. That was quick. That was quick. Third year, not a lot happens. I do wish Fluffy came back, though. Me too. In some capacity. He's got, he's got some right ideas. He's got some good ideas. JK, you could take some notes. Um, fourth year. There's a problem that Gryffindor wins the Quidditch match, but then the troll does a spell on Malfoy, and he becomes frozen. So I think what he means, he elaborated Let's on Let's unpack this. that. Yeah, so I think he means that the problem is Gryffindor's really excited. So this is a lot like what happens in the third year Quidditch match. Where they are frozen because it's cold. Right. They're frozen <laughs> because it's cold, but it's more like... Um, Harry catches the snitch and everyone's really excited, but Malfoy gets frozen because of a spell. So they, they're like, oh, is it, did they really win? Mm, because it was like right. interference. So it's like the Cedric Harry situation. Slash petrified Sad, again. Yeah. You got, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I consider that a check for prediction because so that's a pretty good plot. Is the troll the one that hurt Malfoy? Yes. Okay. The troll did magic to freeze Malfoy. During the Quidditch match. Yes. Which he doesn't even know that Draco joins the Quidditch team. No, he's like, yeah, Dr okay, wait, wait, wait. Malfoy is on the Slytherin Quidditch team as the Seeker and is very good. Do you think that that could be some prior gnaw that you accidentally dropped? No, I, because he asked me if that was right, and I think it's just because he sees Draco and Harry as like oh and he does opposite. fly in the first one. right and he mm. he really is interested in they the, do that whole flying yeah thing. he loves that scene that's his favorite scene he's obsessed with Quidditch that's his favorite part of the book yeah. so there's a lot of Quidditch in here I mean JK Rowling always puts Quidditch in yeah so. okay so another prediction Malfoy joins Voldemort's team perfect and gives the stone <laughs> To Voldemort, so he can if come he means, to life. If by stone he means heart, then yeah. <laughs> right. And then Voldemort comes back to life. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, so he's now just coming back to life. So Yeah, so in, in the fourth one. Wow. 
All right. All right, Andrew. I thought he came back in the second one. No, 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 with no, no. The troll. No, no, no. No. I love how much trolls are in this. The troll is the main villain. <laughs> the troll and Voldemort are I on mean, equal footing here. That's also like such an iconic scene from the movie. So that yeah, makes he, so much sense. I think he's like he's I was, really mean. He really doesn't like the troll, and he's obsessed with the stone. He thinks the stone should be like I. I once told him that. Dumbledore destroys the stone, and he is so upset about it. He was like, why would he ever destroy yeah. the stone? Valid. They worked so hard to get the stone. I think if you just substitute stone for Horcrux... He's... Oh, I mean, honestly, he's got a lot going on. I've got a lot. So, Voldemort comes back to life. That's his the last thing that happens in book four. Using the stone. Yeah, using the stone. Okay, Horcrux. So, fifth year. Guys... I swear to God, I did not lead him, and this is incredible. So, fifth year, the first thing that happens is Fred and George drop out of school. Have you ever told them that they started a joke shop? No, because in his version, they drop out of school to become professional Quidditch beaters. That's cute. Yeah. But crazy that he put it in fifth year. Yeah. Okay. Norbert, (laughs) the dragon... Tries to go back to Hagrid. Oh my gosh! But Voldemort stops him because he doesn't want the good side to have a powerful dragon. So another George R.R. Wow. R. Martin. Yeah, he should watch Game of Thrones <laughs> in like 20 years. <laughs> I was about to say. Um, okay. Yeah, wow. Night King, man. Mm-hmm. So what we're saying is... Voldemort is the Night King. That Andrew the, the could have written <laughs> Game of he Thrones. He should write books. And Harry Potter. He's very, very creative. Um, Voldemort keeps trying to do spells that will kill Norbert, but his skin is too tough, and Accurate. Voldemort just hurts himself. Accurate. Wait till he reads the fourth one. I know. He's he's so good. good. He's so. I'm just so impressed. Actually, I was not expecting this level. Honestly. Oh, me either. If he, my mom had quizzed me like at nine, which is a lot older than six, I would not have been this like creative or like well thought out and I sort of had to like niggle him to like do it he was like I just don't know I don't know and I was like Andrew I'm sure when you start thinking of it you're gonna come up with the whole thing and he just he went far beyond my expectations the trio tries to rescue Norbert dash they do thank god (laughs) then Dumbledore sees it and they all tell Hagrid Aww. That's the end of year That's five. That's a great book five. Way better than how the real one ends. <laughs> right. He can't handle the rest of this series. Well, we're... I know, we're stopping it too. Too, but, yeah. But even as an adult, he's not going to be able he to He loves it too much. He's too precious. I know. Ugh. Sixth year. Okay. Malfoy is being mean to Seamus. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Seamus. (laughs) Has made an appearance because Seamus knows that someone has special powers and Malfoy wants to know who. Mm. Another prediction. Again. Does he like Seamus because of the eyebrow thing in the movies? Is that why he thinks of Seamus, do you think? The eyebrow thing. He always burns off. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. He likes Seamus because he explodes. In the movies, yeah. Yeah. And he likes the spell that he does to try to turn things to rum. I think that's funny. I am. I rabbit. 
Half spring home. Turn this water, water into rum. rum. Those words are probably not correct. I know. But that's I'm... when that's what it sounds like in his Scottish accent or Irish accent. Yeah, I don't know what it is he's saying, but it's so great. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Um. So Malfoy wants to know who this the wizard with the special powers is, is, and it's Neville. What? Neville has the power to defeat Voldemort. Oh my gosh. Oh, we learned the fifth one, but still, that is right? cool. Neville gives his power to Harry so he can defeat Voldemort. Love that he's bringing in all these characters. Oh yeah, he's... Oh, and that he realizes that he Neville's re- arc. Right, he got Neville's arc down. He realized halfway through that he had forgotten some key characters, so he... Like Seamus. Yeah, like, he was so upset. He was like, we haven't talked about Seamus. And I was like... We haven't talked about a lot of people, but it's fine. Yeah, where's McGonagall? Um, McGonagall makes an appearance in the epilogue. She is not in any other part of the well, series. McGonagall's not his favorite. Um, yeah. Like, she, he doesn't, like, not like her. He just... I think she's not a kid's favorite. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Seventh year. The final battle. Does he know that it's the final battle? Well, I told him that's the last book. Oh, okay. So he knows. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Malfoy joins the good side. Yes. Because he wants the stone for himself. Honestly, valid. That's what I said. I was like, you know, sure. Um, Quirrell comes back to life as a ghost and fights Malfoy. Interesting. So he he really takes final battle, literally. So all of this plot is just people fighting. That is a very interesting. Yeah, Quirrell coming back. I know. Be interesting. Hermione is fighting Lucius Malfoy, and Hermione kills him with an addendum that says, Malfoy doesn't care because his dad is mean. How does he know who Lucius Malfoy is? Oh, wait. We don't meet him in the first one. Oh, maybe I talk about Lucius. He does say my father. Maybe yeah, he asked ma- you who that is. Yeah. He said Lucius Malfoy. Or maybe he said Draco's dad. I don't know. Mm, I'm going to need some fact-checking on that. I talk about it a lot. Yeah. And I'm sure he's asked you who's his dad, because he Draco mentions my father a lot. Yeah, I'm trying to think about in what context I would have talked about Lucius so much, though. I talk about Cursed Child a lot. But that, I don't know. All I know is... Draco doesn't care that his child. (laughs) Right? Draco doesn't care because his dad's mean. Ron's fighting Filch. (laughs) Because Filch has Ron's rat. Ooh. Sirius turns into a dog and bites Filch for trying to get the rat. Okay. The only thing he knows about Sirius is that he turns into a dog. Because he's like, who's your favorite character? Sirius Black. Why? Because he can turn into a dog. That's the easiest way to say it. You told him that? Yes. Sorry. The turning into a dog, I have definitely told him about five million times when he asks me about my favorite characters. Um, Using Neville's power, Harry uses the killing spell to kill Voldemort. Yes. Yeah. So, I think overall, Andrew gets a golden... A plus. An A plus. 
Um, he did very, very well. 20 points to Gryffindor. He is a Gryffindor. Strong. Um, he's a Weasley, even though he won't admit it. Yes. He has red hair, and he wants to be the lead, so he, he wants to be Harry Potter. But anytime but he puts really on Ron. his Hogwarts robes, he's clearly Ron, and he's just such a Ron And he's tree. a hothead like Ron, too, so. He'll um, get there one day. And he has all that Ron heart, too. But anyway. So, um. But obviously Hermione's creativity. Right. So here's the deal. The epilogue... Does he know what epilogue, like, did you have to kind of explain what an epilogue is? No, I just said, like, what happens after. Like, okay. I said, like, like what happens. When they're adults. Yeah, when they're adults, is what oh, I said. Oh, this is his romantic interest. His romantic interest, and he give, he's given them all jobs, because I told him that's what, like, kind of happens in the epilogue. Okay. And, um, this is where he gets silly. Okay. He's not as serious about the epilogue as he is about other chapters. He is parts. totally warranted to be a little silly. He is six. Okay. So... Harry becomes a professional seeker. Yes. And marries Hagrid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Okay. Okay. Ron plays... No comment. (laughs) Ron plays soccer. Okay. (laughs) And he marries Snape. Mm. (laughs) Hermione becomes a firefighter. Okay. (laughs) I don't know if I really... Does she marry anyone? Yes. She marries Malfoy. Okay. So So he's like... That's probably the closest one. Yeah, he's like a Dermione shipper, I guess. In this world where Ron marries Snape and Hagrid marries Harry. Um, And I was like, jokingly, I said back to him, and who does Neville marry? Uh, McGonagall? No, no, no. Oh, yes. uh, Neville does marry McGonagall. But first, I joked with him and I was like... Who does Neville marry, um, who did I say? Hannah Abbott. I said Susan Bones, because he knows who Susan is. Yeah. Oh, but what, no, I said, like, a teacher, like a, oh, Uh, I, Sprout, no, like, a male, maybe not, oh, I said, no, I think I said, like, who does Neville marry, Seamus or something, and he was like, Neville can't marry Seamus, Seamus is a boy, and I was like, you just had Hagrid and Harry marry, and Snape and Ron marry, and he was like, yeah, but, like, Neville has to marry McGonagall. It was very clear in his head, he was, like, very, like, clearly Neville straight (laughs) Andrew, it was very He loves the adult, and I didn't, I didn't linger on it. Yeah, no, that's for the best. I didn't linger on it, I was like. We'll give you a pass, Andrew, (laughs) but the epilogue is definitely a C. Plus. <laughs> not your best work. I do like Hermione as a firefighter. Hermione is a firefighter. I was like, do you want her to... It's badass. It's badass. Okay. Yeah, and I think he just gave up on wizarding jobs after Harry. <laughs> he was like, I don't know. He doesn't probably know any... Yeah. He was like, she's a firefighter. That's what's up. Alright, well that wraps up a beautiful episode, I think. Agreed. Um, thank you, Andrew, for that lovely story that I would love to read. Um, and I hope everyone enjoyed those fan theories. Yeah. That, it's been jam-packed, y'all. Jam-packed. You can re-listen to this episode, like, so many times. Just really linger on it. Especially, like, us, like, interacting with us on social meets, because we're sad and want human interaction. Yeah. Other than each other. Right. We don't interact, though. Right. Not friends, just podcast hosts. Ex-roommates. <laughs> My ex-roommate. 
Well, stay magical. And um, charmed, I'm sure. <laughs> good, good day. I said good day. Mischief managed. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum.